0: Aum. <coughs> Bro, do you even meditate? Welcome to the Brody Sotva Podcast. I'm Enoch Daniel. Like a lot of men of a certain age, my good friend Sosha and I have felt a sense of dissatisfaction. We're settled and successful, but we also have our struggles and personal demons. For the past couple of years, we've been on a journey to become better men. By that, I mean better husbands, better fathers, better human beings, just better at this thing called life. And now we've decided to share that journey with you and invite you along for the ride. We'll be speaking with each other as well as others with wisdom to share, and hopefully some of you. We're here to ask the important questions, such as, how can we be better men and still tell dick jokes? And what can a couple of bros learn about the path to enlightenment anyway? Let's find out and become better together. Get jacked. From mindfulness, philosophy, mental health, and connection, starting right now. What's going on with you?
1: Not too much, brother. Um, let me think. Let me think. Let me think. I have been flailing on a project that I have been I've been wanting to get done, and I've been wanting to get it done since um, early February. And it's a just, like, it's a work project, but it's kind of like a personal stretch goal. It should only take me like two to three hours, but mm-hmm. it's, I keep putting it off and I keep like, every time I, I get on it, it, it kind of punches me real quick and throws me for a loop. So I have to like, okay, I got to stop. I got to, I got to rethink everything. Cause it's not doing what I want it to do. So now I got to go watch these uh, Google videos again and blah, 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 st- all this stuff. It's not really one of those things where I can do, um, you know, it's like, all right, well, I'll put that part off till later. Um, You know, I can just get this stuff done then, and get that stuff done.
0: What's the project? What are you trying to do? I'm building a dashboard
1: for my uh, my company and I'm hoping. Oh, this this
0: is that project.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm hoping that they'll take it and either use it or use a version of it uh, company wide. And it's really intimidating because, you know, my, the current company that I work for, I feel like the dumb kid in the room and I have never, ever felt like that ego wise. They are, that's pretty tough for your ego, buddy. I know, but I also, I love it because there's not, there's not like a, um, I don't want to say aggressive. There's a couple of aggressive, there's a couple of, there's all different kinds of people, but no one there is guarding information. That's what I mean to say. No one there is making you feel dumb or is protecting their own little corner of the company. <laughs> Everyone there is just like, I'm the best that I can be and I'm only getting better and uh, come along, let's roll.
0: How did, how did they build that sort of uh, environment? That sounds incredibly cooperative. Yeah, yeah it's women ran. (laughs) And you know, dude,
1: I have worked for men and women and, um, and I've never actually really had an awesome work environment, but uh, the last couple of times that I've worked for women, it, it wasn't that the fact that they were women, it was the fact that they were um, underqualified, under trained, scared, and so they really guarded everything that that came to them it's mm-hmm. like if they let that out then, then their job you know that's their job security yeah and um really didn't take any classes on management or anything like that and, and, and it wasn't really an environment that that wanted them to you know to stretch out like that this is the first time and i don't know if it is because um it's women i don't know if it's because it's uh, a bunch of <sighs> left-leaning enlightened hippies <laughs> you know i, I have no are idea they, are they a bunch of hippies or are you just speculating
0: mm,
1: they're all they're from half moon bay california so mm, San it sounds hippie-ish yeah yeah they're all a bunch of californians and they're all into energy efficiency you know so <laughs> in yeah. central
0: in central arkansas that that definitely counts as hippie yeah that's a that's a dirty hippie
1: right there right
0: that's damn
1: your com- that's dumb that damn your communist
0: well, I in my limited corporate experience, I've discovered that just that sort of thing always starts from the top. Like that's that has to be a a culture that that's built yes. from the people in charge. I was listening to something the other day talking. I think was it Seth Godin was talking about vulnerability in corporate culture and how mm-hmm. being a boss that can admit that they don't know everything and being a boss who's willing to admit their own own foibles and and own a mistake, and how that trickles down and creates just a, a just a much better overall corporate environment, and it yeah. helps everybody be better.
1: Now you 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 pegged it right on the head with that one word culture, and mm-hmm. uh, then and they use that. It's kind of like pivot or uh, high level discussion. There's these cliche words, and I'm, you know we're all about some cliches here. That's what but we do. I, 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 yeah, I like to delve into that one just for a second because a culture is something that feeds upon itself. It takes a long time to grow a culture. Mm-hmm. You know, you you, you can have a uh, flash in the pan. You can have a
0: and uh, a very person- short time. And a very short time to kill it.
1: Yeah, yeah. You can have a cult of personality come in there, but a good culture really takes time. And like you said, it comes from the top down and it's an everyday thing. And like, I would run through brick walls for these people. And I've been here less than a year. I've been at home the most. Wow! (laughs) I've I've never worked in the office yet. Wow! And um, I mean, I literally have love for a lot of these people. I've never met them. It's just the way they treat me, the way they empower me. And I know that that has come down from the CEO who I've had virtual coffee with a couple of times.
0: Wow. It's just, yeah, it's just wild, man, but it's possible. And I I used to think that whole, the idea of a corporate culture was total bullshit, you know, until I've seen the difference in organizations that are run differently. You know, there's something to the idea of just, you know, answer the phone with a fucking smile. Right. it changes people's experience. Uh, and and I've been in organizations where the prevailing attitude was, that's not my job. Yes. Oh, sorry. I'm going to wait till you <sighs> settle yourself. Sorry.
1: You know what? <clears throat> I got ADD. I think that's what they say.
0: Don't just throw away and try to own diagnoses you don't actually have. You've got enough. I, I, don't.
1: Yeah, I know. I know.
0: Um, but I yeah, know. there there's definitely something to that. But more... And your personal story, so this, if I recall, this project, they came to you to do because they'd noticed some work that you were doing and thought that you could build something just based on what you've been doing on your own.
1: Right. So uh, I guess uh, in all, let's see, how how do you say that? Uh, Full disclosure here, folks, I am a bit of an Excel nerd, though. If anybody ever says they're an Excel expert, they're lying to you because <laughs> there's, it's like what I, what I can do is a drop in the bucket, but it's awesome. I mean, the things you can do with metadata just with a simple, this one simple program. Hmm. Um, I mean, going we'll to jump into philosophy for a second. I would love to see what Heidegger would have thought about the, the ability for Excel to actually have an, a physiological effect on the mind. But anyway... Um, I, I did a little uh, spreadsheet for them, did a little uh, data crunching and, and then threw out a couple of, uh, I don't know, charts made it, uh, you know, just kind of an ad hoc dashboard for, for my boss. And on that had some heat mapping, which just kind of shows, you know, I don't know, like uh, density and area and stuff like that. I, I, I've had some experience in mapping and that sort of thing. And uh, I, went to, <laughs> I went to one of the, the vice presidents and one of the directors because they're experts and um, said, hey, I need some help. I can't get this to tie in together. And uh, both of them looked at me and said, well, you're kind of light years beyond us as far as the mapping and the things that you've already kind of done here. <laughs> so what we want you to do is, yeah, you need to take this on your own and build this and make it work. And ask us if you need any help here and there, which I have, but they really, you know, it's, I need to start doing more of this on my own, but I'm sitting here in isolation and I find any and every reason not to. And that is kind of driving me nuts. It's keeping me awake at night.
0: Man. Yeah. You, you, you you were the type of guy. Who I know you loved your ego stoked, but you also probably weren't all that excited about the extra responsibility. Hell no!
1: Just point me through the wall. I'll run through that wall. I'll crunch those numbers. Uh, you know, but give me the damn book that tells me exactly how to do it. If I cannot reverse engineer something, when it comes to a lot of things, it 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 cannot, it paralyzes me because I. I get hung up on this little thing and I can't quite grasp it. That's why I was, I was great in school. I was great in going to class. I was great. Reverse, like I say, reverse engineering things. I can do that all day long, but if it's that creative side of, okay, start here, build it past this point, And there's these unknowns over here. And you got to figure those out. Now throw on top of that. Oh yeah. Do it by yourself and uh, grapple with your, uh yeah fear of conflict fear of um you know asking for help looking dumb hmm. <laughs> fear of like oh, i've put it off uh too long already so it'd be really bad if i went to the director and said hey i haven't got anything done on this um can you tell me how to do it again
0: yeah, that's a bad feeling yeah, yeah So i i'm gonna push back on you just a hair do it i just want to push back just a little bit and and maybe call a hair of bullshit because I don't think creativity is your problem. I think the problem with this this is more the fact that it's self-driven.
1: Oh, that is the root of all of it. I, I apologize, listeners, if I led you astray there. The root to all of this is self-motivation because mm-hmm. I'm here all alone. Ain't mm-hmm. nobody here with me. Um, not, not even, you know, no kids, no Amanda, no, no mother-in-law.
0: You don't have a that checklist that says I'm nope. meeting these, these metrics every day. You know, right. somebody checking in on you. It's all on you, buddy. Exactly.
1: Those part of the job, you know, I have that on my other, you know, I'm killing that part of my job where it's the daily metrics, the daily checklist. You know, I know how to do it. It's just doing it this where it's there is no yeah it's all me and it's self-driven and i have to come up with the solution It's not just you know right there in front of me yeah it sucks yeah. <laughs> i'm not built for this
0: but you are man yeah i know i, I, know. I think i mean i i'm a, i when you first told me about this project i was just so excited for you i, I, I get that it's a lot but you can do this so, you can totally do this
1: I want to do it like as soon as we get off this. Awesome. I need yeah. I'm gonna get it done this weekend, I hope. That's awesome. I also don't want to set myself up for failure though. But I do like how these days it's not like in the past I've kind of tried to start like writing or or, or you know, doing some kind of self-driven project and it didn't quite turn out the way I wanted to right from the get-go the The bones of those things are, are all piled up in boxes in my in my <laughs> attic. You know,
0: um, I'm looking. I, uh, I'm, I'm scr- looking at the uh, the first draft of my novel sitting in a pile over there on on the cabinet. I get it.
1: Yeah, yeah. But- so I'm, I'm I I like I like how I don't really do that anymore. You know, I I I'll push it to a point where I'm like, all right, you know what? It sucked. It's like the first C I ever got in college. I had gotten A's, B's or F's. <laughs> Not F's. I got 0.0s cuz I would just stop going to the class.
0: I remember those don't even really C, they don't even really count, really.
1: They don't count. I didn't try. I was too too scared, you know. It got too hard. And uh, but I remember that first C that I got. I was actually I was more proud and also more ashamed of that C than I ever was at any of those F's or those A's.
0: Because you worked your butt off to get that C.
1: Right. And it was like, that's me, dude. I showed up every day for that. Hmm. Uh, you know, I didn't, you know, I, I could have gotten an A in that class, but I was also taking like twenty-something hours trying to graduate in nine months <laughs> 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 what would I've put off for three years. Right. It was the seventh year of college, they were going to call me dr Cole. lots afterwards. of lots of people go to
0: school for eight years. <laughs> yeah, they're called doctors hey, um what do you think's yeah, but, holding you back i mean what what do you thinks hold on this project and even on those other projects you mentioned do you do you think fear of failure is a big driving factor
1: uh, I, it has to be it, it has to be fear of failure, but also I feel like it's also a um I don't know, a a fear of pain. I I always seem to really get, um, you know, that that the the inertia, getting up and getting moving Mm -hmm. from a stationary point just seems to just be so difficult for me. Once I start doing something, it's fine. It's like when I stop drinking. Dude, it really has not been an issue at all. I mean, I, don't, I do not miss it. Every now and then I'll look at something. I'm like, oh, yeah, that'd be, that, you know, I'd love the, the flavor of that uh, three times distilled tequila from the shaman on top of an Inca, whatever. But
0: then I think about like. <laughs> it's made out of
1: worm sweat. It's delicious. <laughs> it's
0: delicious.
1: And then, but then I think of, you know, I've, kind of pl- I've gotten to the ability where I can play the tape through on that one where I had to do that for a while. And then I'm just, it just doesn't, that doesn't occur to me. The only thing I can think of now is I don't want to be hung over. I don't want to get the yeah. spins. I'm, I'm a lot of freaking fun. I'm crazy enough. I don't want to be angry and any more angry or depressed than I am right now. Yeah. And having to deal with all that stuff piled on top of it. So it yeah. really, once I get going, it's not a problem, but you know, it took, uh, it took some Really crazy, insane stuff to kind of slap me in my face to make me do that in inertia of, you know quit drinking and everything else.
0: It's, so um, that's a that's a common thing in life. I mean, we get in a rut. You know, mm-hmm. there is a, a podcast I really like uh, called uh, "What's This Tao All About," mm-hmm. and uh, Doctor Totten, who is the uh, the Taoist master. Um, uh, who um, had that wasn't
1: him. your big brother in um honors college, was
0: it? Yeah, different Totten. He really uh, liked you. No, he didn't. He didn't like mm. either of us very much at all. <laughs> no, no, he didn't. <laughs> <I> just, <laughs> what yep. he did like was quiet, which we weren't. Yep. <laughs> Not at all. Yeah, no right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, Sorry. we all survived, so did he. Um, <laughs> Sorry,
1: I interrupted you, sir.
0: Well, no, anyway, this this other Dr. Totten is a uh, is a Taoist master and he talks about he's like what what are you most likely to be doing for the next 10 years whatever the hell you've been doing for the last 10 years because human beings are creatures of habit and man we love right. a rut and it does it yeah. takes energy and and br- to break that inertia um yeah it just once you are out of a habit or into a new habit it it can form its own rut and take on a life of its own but until you're there it's tough yeah but yeah. I, I, I i wonder too you know the because the flip side of fear of failure is fear of success Do you worry what's going to happen if you do this and it succeeds does that scare
1: you it should but i haven't got to that point if i was to actually think about that ah oh, interesting i wonder if my unconscious mind is driving the the truck here against me.
0: It often um, is. <laughs> yeah.
1: Because, I mean, if I was to think about it, if all right, see, you know, you know, I love theater and I love, I love being on the stage in front of everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, what would happen to me right before then, before I'd go on stage, I would get really sleepy and people oftentimes would find me asleep, like in the green room right before I was to go on. Huh. Um, Yeah.
0: I just assumed you in were fact, stoned.
1: If you, in fact, if you remember correctly, yeah. uh, you you had to call me and wake me up. Uh, yeah, to, to make to, for your debut the, night.
0: Yeah, for my play. Yeah, I remember uh, that.
1: For your play. Yeah, yeah. I
0: remember that. Wait. Yeah, yeah. That. I I, I, I so auditioned Sosh to be the lead in my play that I did. I had to direct for a directing course in college. And he was painful to direct didn't take notes very well was just really hard to get to any uh play practice and then yeah again the opening night i'm panicked because this is a big there's a crowd there to see this thing i'm panicked and he hasn't even showed up i had to like call his room dorm room and wake his ass up to get him to come to the performance and then when we get our final grades he was the 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 professor was the most complimentary about his performance of any performance for the entire festival of one act plays and i just i just screamed into a pillow for about five minutes <laughs>
1: i believe he said i was the only one who was transformative
0: yeah. character development he said you had really great character development
1: oh that's right whatever it was it was great so but my point on that is um I don't, I guess I don't deal well with the stress of success. I would just go to sleep. But once I got into it, I loved it. You know, yeah. I, 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 I was scared. Uh, you know, I was kind of like sitting there juggling knives and, you know, one's probably gonna follow me. And I didn't mind if I turned down and, and, you know, my, my, <laughs> I don't know if that's pride or, or lack of or what, but if you turn down and, and, and your, your pants are unzipped, you know, that can that can really floor somebody. It really doesn't. I mean, it'll kind of make me a little bit flushed, but it's almost like, all right, let's roll. That's part of it now, you know. Yeah. So
0: I, But I, I, I just I wonder because the I mean you've got this new responsibility. Mm-hmm. And if this thing does succeed, if you deliver this project mm-hmm. and they're happy with you and, and your what you've done, then it's likely to lead to more responsibility. And then there's going to be this thing out there in this company and may, they may push it to other companies that are in the same field. And this could be this thing that you have your name on. Your name is now attached to this thing that could be a smashing success. But once it's out there in the world, it's, you know, it's hanging out there for everybody to see. Yeah.
1: No, that really doesn't, that doesn't freak me out. That huh? irresponsibility. Yeah, I don't like, you know, I'm, uh, mm, no. No, no. I like I, I I like my level of responsibility right now.
0: It's like uh on what what was the movie? American Beauty, where Kevin Spacey is applying for a job at the burger joint. And she says, There aren't any jobs in management. He said, That's okay. I want as little responsibility as possible. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that is that that is,
1: yes, that's what I want in my work life. I want to be i want to help i want to i want to bring all the kind of joy charisma if you need help you come get me anytime but if it's got to be done on a regular basis or you know shit hits the fan that stuff just does kind of make me go oh yeah i don't know about all that Mm. all right here here we go Mm. (laughs) you sure (laughs) uh yeah i hope my boss isn't listening to this i have been
0: telling everybody in, in, at work to uh i oh, can't wait for them to listen to this oh jesus i can't believe you're sharing this to anybody you work with i <laughs> know uh, we're talking <laughs> about vulnerability word. mum's the word
1: back here <laughs> we're, we're talking about vulnerability i'm trying to be as vulnerable um i'll say this you know um i i need that and I struggle with that with, uh, trying to explain that to, you know, my wife as well. It's like the more that I can keep something secret, the more that I think that I'm not being watched, that I'm not being accountable, uh, I will, I will abuse that. I will, Mm. I will just straight up. Eventually that will break me and I will, I will abuse it. And, uh, so even doing this at, I I'm trying and I have been trying this past couple of years, but just to really get honest and to really be just out there. And if it's hitting my mind, I think about it as far as like, all right, is this going to hurt somebody else? Hmm. Okay. So maybe I shouldn't say anything about that, but that is a struggle because all I want to do right now is just say, this is everything I've ever done. This is all that I'm thinking all the time. Here you go. I'm, I just don't want to, It it took so much energy to try and deceive and lie to everybody for so long. It wore my ass out. And um, I find that if I do that as much as I can, I I have a lot more energy.
0: That's interesting. I I wonder if that's an AA thing. Cause I've met people in recovery who are also just shockingly honest. Like there's a a guy I know who, I didn't even know him all that well. And he starts telling me some story about how he went to a party at a really fancy apartment and he realized that he recognized the apartment because it was the place where he'd first gone to buy crystal meth when he first moved to dallas (laughs) (laughs) and he remembers the guy who sold the meth was riding a tricycle around on the roof all just (laughs) jacked out of his mind and what a weird night wow that That would be a weird night i don't even know you all that well But 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 you know, recovery people are storytellers, man. They they uh, there's power in telling that story. We've talked about this before too. There's just power in shedding light, you know. Secrets thrive in darkness.
1: Exactly, and um, you know that that's it. it, That's the main thing that uh we try to tell people as far as like recovery goes is. It's not uh, okay for me personally. It was never a substance deal. Um it really didn't bug my mind that much. What it was, was an isolation. It was Mm. a, um, what it was for me was from the earliest memory I can have, I have been somebody who would try to hide uh, and and be isolated. Mm. Mixed with the guy who would try to hide in plain view and be the clown. You know, weird dichotomy but I remember you know if, if if you asked me a question I'd put the most positive spin I could on it I could not tell somebody the truth even if they were sitting there pegging me with it again and again and again I would just flat out lie and I, I just did that all the time because I you didn't want people not to like me I didn't want to deal with the consequences of hurt in their eye or. I don't know. So it built this whole thing of isolation. And that is what drove me, you know, to, to really, really go off the rails and pretty much, I mean, there were some situations where, you know, my kids could have died or I should have lost my job so many times. I had like six months there where I was working nights and I would just come clock in Look at the, 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 supposedly I was managing all these uh, contractors. I said, in one, I was like, Hey, John, y'all need anything from me? You know, I mean, if you need anything, let me know. I'd love, love to help you guys out. Sure. All right. Nothing. Everything good. I'd go down the damn bar. <laughs> and then I, the only time I'd come back is when it was time to clock out. Wow. I did that for like six months. Holy shit. Yeah. 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 And, that's not uh, healthy
0: man. behavior. Uh, yeah. No. I can... mm-hmm. I well no. I think that's a I, I think it's I don't think that's odd at all that you had this like secret hidden cloistered part and at the same time were on the stage. It's almost like a the stage magician. It's like look at this hand, look at this hand, look at this hand. Right. So you don't see the card trick going on, you know.
1: Exactly right over here, but you know
0: I've been thinking <sighs> a lot about this about uh vulnerability and about honesty. And then that's one of my goals right now too, is to just live an honest life and be as much as I can be who I am, and as little as I can get away with, wear a mask and hide who I am. Like I just, you know, I don't want to hide who I am. I just, I want to be honest.
1: And- yeah. And you know, I, I feel like, um, I was sitting here trying to, trying to look through my uh, the power of now which uh, I've been reading and it kind of deals with I, some of that. I was right going to get there. that from
0: the library. I've been wanting to read that book. Yeah. Eckhart Tolle, awesome. right? Yeah. Well, yeah, well yeah. I want I'm going to, I'm going uh, to read it too. And then let's plan on an episode and chat about it. Some, cause I really would like okay, to dig into it. Cool. He's a weird dude, by the Sweet. way. Sweet. Um, he looks kind of yeah, like a, he yeah, looks kind of I mean, like a, a weird turtle. Um.
1: <laughs> Well, he starts the damn book off by saying, Hey, you know, most people like have to study for enlightenment. I just had a mental breakdown and then suddenly was enlightened. It's a crazy story. He's like, you asshole. Yeah, but I'm like, what a dick. Who gets to do that?
0: Fuck you. And then, and then <laughs> I mean, come you know, on, at man. Some, at some point after like six months, get up off the park bench and build a multi billion dollar industry.
1: <laughs> right. So you achieve nirvana, then you get to get, you know, capitalistic success. What do, do, No, you're the devil. That's what he is. You're I the love him. devil.
0: <laughs> but Eckhart Tolle's a devil. <laughs> anyway, what were you saying? I'm sorry. We're talking uh, about what, 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 a what? life of honesty. So,
1: living a life of honesty. Um, it's easier when we do the work, it's easier when we, uh, when we're putting in the energy to like the meditate, the self-care, uh, the reading of the, 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 you know, the ingesting, like Glenn was talking about that one time, the, the stuff that we're consuming, that we're actually taking a conscious and not this unconscious role in our life as far as what's coming into us, how we're being, what we're paying attention to. There's a huge amount of self-esteem that comes with that. Hmm. which makes for me makes it kind of like riding a bike. The balance comes
0: when you get some speed, you start doing that. It's a lot easier because I think, I think in two ways too. I agree with you. And I think it's in in two ways. Number one, when you're doing that work, you're more connected with yourself, which makes it easier to connect with other people. So you are more open just by virtue of the work that you do. And number two, it's a lot easier to be open if you're proud of yourself and what you're doing, you know, if you're doing a bunch of shady shit that you're kind of ashamed of, it's really hard to be honest about your life.
1: Exactly. And if you're not, if you're just basically doing shit that you don't believe in, if you, if you're just, I mean, it it doesn't even have to be shady stuff was for me, but it doesn't have to be that shady stuff. It just has to be I don't, I'm not buying into this. This is not who I am. This is, mm-hmm. you know, my brain or culture or something saying this, it's it's hollow for me. But mm-hmm. if you're the one who's actually sitting there taking it, and why I brought that kind of up, the toll book was at some point he does kind of talk about, it, you know, and this is, this is your moment and whether it's a shitty one or not, it is. And yeah. if you're not there for it, then, you know, what are you doing? Either say something about it, change something, or enjoy that moment because that's the only one you have is that one right now. So, you know, how we talk about doing the dishes or some other pain in the ass, you can look at it that way or you can choose to be, you know, a conscious participant in this freaking life. And once you're starting to do that, it's just a lot easier to then go, yeah, I don't want to do the dishes tonight.
0: (laughs) Right.
1: (laughs) Yes, that dress makes makes you look fat. Okay.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes honesty can be hazardous to your health as well. No shit.
1: (laughs) Hey, we'll we'll get into that in season two.
0: (laughs) If we survive, (laughs) I kind of want to, I
1: I think on the, uh, how do you say, bro, bro, say it again say it for me Brody sattva Brody sattva i think part of uh the the content we need to put out for the Brody sattva is uh i just want to read a book i want to, I want to make an audio copy of an entire
0: book what book good question hmm. don't say 50 shades of gray no, oh, no no
1: no because at one point i think he pulls out her tampon and screws her up against the wall my wife was read that book and she was laughing out loud she's like it's like a 12 year old wrote this thing <laughs> she's like it's hard to get hot you know and like all her friends are like "It's so hot it's so hot and man it's like the fucking grammatical errors alone are turning me off
0: I saw so many <laughs> middle-aged women reading that book on the beach that year. They're like, I'm just like, oh, I know what you're thinking about.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, how many wet, wet pussies is out there? <laughs> wet pussy. Bam. Um, what book though? Uh, a couple ones that come to my mind, you know, be maybe like a Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance. That's uh, that's probably one of my Bibles. Mm. Um, To Kill a Mockingbird, The Hobbit
0: hmm i don't know could I, give me some good ideas but yeah, i I, don't I want to do that, this i don't see that being like a thing we do where we just read a whole book i could definitely see reading excerpts of a book and really discussing it um particularly like no, Zen no, and the no. Art of- i'm talking about yeah i'm
1: saying there should be a thing on the website where it's just you can click it if you want to you don't have to okay it's not going to make you a better person it's my ego and he wants to read a fucking book <laughs> okay
0: just wants to read a fucking book. <laughs> yeah, I think you should totally pursue that on That's your a great idea. On your own spin-off <laughs> podcast. You should totally do
1: that. Listen up, cocksucker. You're gonna edit the whole thing too, <laughs> aren't you? <laughs>
0: this is this is why I'm trying to teach you about audacity. There's things you yes. need to know. <laughs> these are things you should do. These bizarre dreams of yours. <laughs> No, hey, there are hey. there are podcasts like that. There's some guy who does a podcast where all he does is get on read fucking Shakespeare. Like yeah. that's a thing. People yeah, love it. So yeah, no, there there there's a Game of Thrones, Thrones guy.
1: There's a Game of Thrones dude who 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 reads it who, so you can go to sleep because he he's got such a sultry voice. And then and then Sir he, Burns a lot. Sir Burns a lot took his flaming member and shoved it and pierced deep. his sister. <laughs> Again and <laughs> again. God,
0: forget right. reading. We should write this shit. We're good. I
1: know, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, one of my... my uh, I was just fine. A total random thing right here. Uh, I got my the screensaver for my, one of my monitors is uh, Rage Against the Machine. Four of them. It's mm-hmm. them now. It's like them last year. And yeah, I, I didn't realize... That's what I'm saying, man. I didn't realize it when I first put it up there. I was like, ah, oh, I love rage. Don't know why, although they're awesome. But why would I, you know, it's that angry white thing. you, you got a uh, lot of
0: rage in you against I machines. I a
1: lot of rage against the machine. Uh, and I didn't realize. I thought it was from the younger days. And then I, it it popped up on my, like, really big monitor. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God. That's them, like, our age. Or older, yeah, they were older and than us, dude. The bassist is freaking cut and still looks young in the
0: face. Like they look oh, good. Oh, that sucks. Jerks. Now De La Roche looks a little old and battered. <laughs> kind of got a fro going. <laughs> you know i i used to I used to enjoy some Rage Against the Machine. I can't muster the anger for for music like that anymore. It just just doesn't doesn't get hmm. me like my, my kids really got into Eminem for a while and they were every time we got in the car they wanted to they wanted to listen to M&M, and i am trying to figure out how to stream it also trying to find out how the non-explicit versions which on streaming services is not as easy as it should be no so, um so they heard a lot of curse words that they were not happy about but anyway, anyway it's mm-hmm. uh, after a while i had to like guys i can't listen to this anymore it's so pissed off all the time it does like right I, driving me fucking crazy what the hell is he so mad about <laughs> i don't know but that motherfucker was pissed for a
1: while he's still pissed he, he made, made pissed. a lot he of money more people.
0: money than god is. his daughter's mm-hmm. all grown up and beautiful and like god he's still pissed off yeah but you know Damn, the people say good. that the, that's that's the constant human judgment too like if people look at me say what's that guy got to be fucking sad about
1: yeah right maybe so maybe so yeah yeah that's
0: a good way to he look at quit, it he should quit fucking whining why is he doing a podcast piece of yeah. shit
1: mm-hmm. right Right. oh but yeah um i don't know i don't i don't know there, there's sometimes i'm definitely you know it's funny i'll get alexa she'll uh she'll throw down some rage um she also will do a lot of um uh, mozart and mm-hmm. um oh
0: god bless
1: I smoke too much pot um steely dan
0: yeah oh, some steely dan I can, I do Oats. Some steely dan yeah yeah so i uh i've had a good week you know i'm in a yeah i'm in a pretty good place you know my my mood is very stable i've been I actually just been like fucking jack happy i wake up smiling every morning this week it's been nice i've been very excited i wake up in the morning thinking about podcasting and thinking about you know editing and how to make this and do this um so it's been exciting you know getting some joy out of work man yeah it's, been good. Go, it's been good dude you know awesome. and even my even my day job i've been uh getting getting some joy out of that i'm like i'm gonna go and take care of business and, and do my thing and it's it's gonna it be a really good thing so uh yeah it's just been a good place it's been nice that's cool uh, sarah and i've been good the kids have been good god i've been really enjoying the shit out of the kids yeah jacob and i uh spend like a half an hour every night reading harry potter A uh, dude
1: that is my jam it's so that much Eli fun. and I Eli it's and I so do it fun in fact we're actually in between books right now um of and Maggie's talking Chase. about talking about oh you told me about
0: magic it sounds awesome yeah you
1: have to do that
0: but talking about being zen and in the moment that's one of those things that can definitely be a chore if you let it but can also be a really magical wonderful thing if you let yourself be in that moment and, and that's yeah. the way I'm in that place headspace right now where god it's just delightful
1: it is i'm trying to talk my oldest
0: into joining us but she refuses absolutely refuses to wait on me to read the story so like i'll read a chapter with her and then she'll finish the book that night after she's supposed to be in bed yeah did i tell you about how i got really i got really pissed off at my (laughs) at my therapist no
1: well i mean you've said this a couple of times i think when she was saying uh yeah quit drinking
0: yeah well (laughs) and not not just that like I have followed her advice. You know, I'm being treated for depression. Yes, I will quit drinking. Mm-hmm. And I, I have quit drinking. And mm-hmm. still, whenever I talk to her, she like wants to talk to, me, talk to me about my drinking. And I'm like trying to talk about other things. What's going on? And she's like, well, yeah, but let's talk about how your drinking affected your wife. <laughs> she's like, <laughs> what, the, what the fuck? You got to pin this
1: all on that? I'm, like, shit. I know. Did um, that turn it, I'll, I'll say you gotta be careful because that that truly did. So I I saw uh, probably would have been a decent counselor back in college. Mm-hmm. um And oh god, man, if I'd had somebody like a, a Glenn right then, dude, it could.
0: Well, and she is a marriage counselor, and so a lot of times yeah. things come back to our relationship. And I'm like, right. and I, yes, that's important. But right now, I just really want to fucking talk about me. Right. um And so the, the last session, she was like, I I would really like us next time to get together. Ju- with oh. you me and sarah
1: yes so no anyway. but i was so
0: yeah i mean i i i'm talking to her and you know we're talking about alcohol and i said yes you know absolutely i i'm not drinking now i get it it was not helping mm-hmm. my depression there's a reason i'm not drinking i'm in a good place i feel good mm-hmm. um and i you know and she said well what what helped you stop drinking and i'm like well i mean i just stopped Um, but the big thing was I I realized that it was what the effect that it was having on my depression. She said, that's interesting because when you said that I was waiting on you to finish that sentence, the effect it was having on my marriage. And I really think the next time we get together, we should talk with you, me and Sarah about the effect that your drinking had on your marriage. I'm like, okay. (laughs) And it just like, sent me into this, like, really kind of this shame thing. Like, because I, I was, I was drinking a lot. Mm -hmm. I was also fucking depressed as hell and trying anything to go. I felt like I was fucking dying and I was trying any life preserver I could find to keep my head afloat, just shut my mind up for a little while. Mm -hmm. And it's not, you know, okay. Yeah. I, I had a, I had a couple of months where I was drinking way too much. I wasn't getting DUIs I wasn't running around on my wife I didn't beat my kids I just had you know yes it wasn't great but I feel kind of like why are you trying to make me feel so shitty <laughs> like she's trying to like shame me every time I talk to her and like so I, I talk to my therapist and I feel like shit for three days I'm like yeah. what the fuck am I why am I paying you to do this
1: no no that's not a good one <laughs> you shouldn't walk out like that man that's so, <laughs>
0: yeah i'm I'm thinking like i well i we may keep her for sort of marriage therapy i think i may need to find my own individual therapist somebody i can talk mm-hmm. to just about my own shit right isn't so because right now she, she's still sarah's therapist so right. it's there's always that tent to it
1: anyway yeah, and, and even then, so it was isn't. funny i
0: walk out of there and i'm pissed off at I, i'm upset with with the therapist, my therapist. And then I get start imagining this theoretical conversation between her, me and Sarah. And then I start getting mad at Sarah (laughs) for what she might say in this conversation that we might have. (laughs) I'm having this argument with the two of them in my head for a couple of days before I finally sit down and talk to Sarah about what's going on and why I'm upset and how I don't want to have this meeting right now, because clearly my head is not in a space that I need to be doing it right um, and she's like yeah um that's fine <laughs> <I feel like laughs> happy to sit down and talk about it but i it may not be nearly as bad as you think it's gonna be in your head
1: right um, right we we definitely have a tendency to create this uh false narrative and then like go with it it's like mm-hmm. yeah yeah i know this is the the reality. I know this is the way it's gonna be. Because, so I was supposed you
0: know, to call her last week and set up another appointment, and I'm just like, i not. Right. So yeah. I don't know. What I'm gonna do. No, do. oh, I, I don't either, man. I should be
1: talking. To it's a hard. And, and so, like, when I was when I was in college, you know, I, I went to this lady, and you know, she, I was just kind of telling her everything, and uh, she was like, "Yeah, you're an addict," you know, and I'm like, "What? No, I'm not." No. I like, yeah. So I, yeah, I want you to quit smoking pot. I'm like, I smoke pot like once a week. I'm, I don't make any money. I can't buy weed. <laughs> yeah. Know? I was like, you know, if if I do, dude, i I'll smoke it pretty quick. It, it's gone. You know. i was like, yeah. And this is, um, and so I just, I, re, I was so turned off because that's she was a recovering alcoholic, and that's all she wanted to talk about. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. she may have been right. I mean looking on it now from the 20 years, you know, 20 years away, I'm thinking she probably was, but she definitely was not. um, She wasn't bringing up in a way that I was going to understand it or accept it because I looked at it like, look, I'm, I'm not doing that this much. Uh, You know, I don't hardly ever drink. Mm -hmm. I don't hardly ever do anything because I can't afford it. What needed to talk to about was, all right, why am I continually letting myself get in situations that are horrific for me? I've watched, what was that one movie? Uh, Lost in Space. Dude, I I watched Lost in Space, I think maybe like on average four times or five times in a week. And one time it was like twice in a day just to try to escape. And I mean like staying up all night, inside smoking inside which you know you know me that even when we smoked that was yeah. not, I never liked doing that yeah I always thought that was really ugh. and uh man, I just I just look back on that like dude that's what she should have been saying yeah this is why I think you're an addict because you're isolating yourself with these uh horrific or not horrific um you're, you're, you're isolating yourself with these, uh, self-destructive behaviors. Mm. They're not bringing you happiness Mm. and they're no longer a good time. And yet you continue to do them
0: and continue
1: to lie and to
0: hide. Or even to listen to your narrative a little bit. And like, and like, listen, it doesn't sound like she really listened to what you had to say and what were your concerns Right. or even to less frame it in a, you're an addict. You need to stop more you know look you're clearly depressed Mm -hmm. and these chemicals you're putting in your body aren't helping you right let's break that cycle and try to get that brain chemistry a little more balanced
1: yeah let's try and do this let's try and work it that way so uh, my point about that because i can only uh uh, understand or or describe things uh through my own lens which amanda always says well yeah my wife says you know can you make it like not, you know, can you talk to me and it not be about you? <laughs> I'm like, well, I don't understand how to talk about something. If it's not, you know, me, cause I don't understand the world if I'm not in it. And anyway, my whole point on that, Enoch was that, um, you, you, you definitely have to start looking at that and saying, you know, I need to walk out of here, not pissed, you know, shamed. Uh, I need to walk out of here, you know, feeling yeah, empowered.
0: And, I don't uh, I don't want to leave my therapy every time I'm feeling worse than I do. There are times, you know, there are times when we were doing like some deep trauma work where that made sense. It would wreck me. I, it would ravage me. Yeah, We're not even doing yeah. that shit right now. We're just talking about day-to-day life no. and I leave the, I leave the meeting like, Oh my God, I just feel like shit. I don't know. I, do, I don't know. It's no, maybe it's not a good fit. Although the idea of finding landed. a new therapist is just sort of, Mm-hmm. Terrifying, like like going and nah, talking to another person and going through all this shit yeah, again.
1: I, got, I I got a guy for you. Yeah, I I got one. He's about you know he's little, but he he squats a lot. <laughs>
0: Maybe, maybe, maybe I'll just hire Glenn. For everybody listening at home, Glenn is, is a uh, social therapist and uh, we, he's, uh, we're going to have him on a, on the show uh, not too long from now. We've actually already recorded a interview with him. We just haven't edited it and it's and not ready to post just yet. But, um, yeah, maybe that's what I should do. Maybe I should hire Glenn, and then we'll just, like, that'll be the show from yeah. now on. We'll just get Glenn on here and do sessions.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. That sounds like a great plan. <laughs> hey, and then, well, that'll be, that'll be the uh, icon right beside the one where I read a book. <laughs> Welcome to Sosh Reads a Book. This is another episode of Sosh Reading a Book. Once, long time ago, I was a poor black child. That's from the jerk, by the way.
0: Lowly, Margot, light of my life, fire of my loins, (laughs) my skin, my soul, lowly. That dude was a pedophile. How? How? I mean, that's How the power of the novel man. is, is they put you, the protagonist is a fucking monster and he put oh, you in man. his head and made you identify with him. Right. Um, what an amazing work of art. Um, yeah. Except I
1: think the dude probably did that in real life. And you think Nabokov did that? Yeah. I think he it was just I too mean, close to home. <laughs> it's just Way too close. I'm going, mm,
0: bro. Well, it was know. pre, it was pre me too. We'll never know. They'll yeah, never know. Somebody knows. All right, buddy, I'm about to talk down. How about you?
1: Me too, man. Yeah, yeah, I like this one. This was good. All right, I've enjoyed. I love you, you, man. man. Have a great week. Love you, brother.
0: You do the same. Bye. Well, folks, that's it for today's episode. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope you learned something. God knows we always do. Don't forget to subscribe so you can continue to follow along on this journey. And please join us. Let's get better together, or at the very least. 10% 10% less shitty. Remember, you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and now Clubhouse at True Brody Satva. That's true, T-R-U. And don't forget to check in at our blog, thebrodysatva.com, to keep up to date on what's going on in our world. As always, this show is written by Enoch Daniel and Sosh Woodbine and produced by me. And special thanks to Scott Holmes, who wrote our theme music. Until next time, keep working, keep seeking, and keep living that Brody Sattva life. Bye now.